Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Time Stop Inheritance Part 2 by Tony Crane 01 Chapter 05 I'm awakened by the music of Coldplay signaling it's time to get up and prepare for another workday along with the familiar dread of life as a secretary in a real estate office. It's not that the work itself is difficult but dealing with needy clients who often flirt with me during transactions has gotten old. I make another promise to myself to start looking for another line of work as I get in the shower and prepare for another day. After taking care of my morning rituals I get in my car and drive the short distance to the office. Although the distance is short in miles the drive usually takes twice as long during morning rush hour traffic. Our first appointment is scheduled for 9 o'clock with a man named Tom Walker who's coming in to finalize a deal for a place outside the city which will net a healthy commission for the firm. I met Tom a couple times during his search and afterward I felt a flush of excitement as if I had just engaged in foreplay. I chalked it up to the fact that Tom is quite good looking and I haven't had a date for a couple of months. Perhaps I might have to flirt with him a little today to see if he's interested. Tom arrives a few minutes before nine and I say, Good morning, Mr. Walker. Have a seat and Mr. Bennett will be with you in a few minutes. Can I get you a coffee or water? Thank you, Marion, but I've already had my daily fix, he says with a smile. I let Mr. Bennett know his appointment is here then return to my desk and place his papers in my outbox. I decide to engage Tom in some small talk and say, Congratulations on your new home, Mr. Walker. I'm sure you'll be really happy there, he says. I have to admit I'm pretty stoked and looking forward to turning into my home. I have some big plans for the basement in particular. Ah, yes, the basement. I say, I'll bet you're creating your own little man cave down there. Something like that, he says with a wry smile on his face. I get an idea that might get me in Tom's house alone with him and say, You'll have to have me over once it's done so I can get some updated pictures for our files. He says, You're welcome to come over but I'm a pretty private person so I'm afraid there won't be any picture taking. I understand. I say, I would still love to see what you come up with. My brother wants to do something similar and I'd love to get some ideas. I'd be happy to have you stop by once it's done. He says, Our small talk is interrupted by Mr. Bennett on the intercom. Ms. Crane, please send Mr. Walker back. I usher Tom into the office admiring his muscular frame from behind. The actual transaction takes less than 30 minutes as all the paperwork is in order and Tom was able to provide a hefty down payment which is atypical for someone his age. Apparently he had received an inheritance from an elderly neighbor who he helped with various chores. Must be nice, I thought, pondering my meager bank account balance. I might have to look for an old man to help myself someday. With the transaction complete I give Tom the keys to the house and after he shakes hands with Mr. Bennett I take him back to the waiting room. I say, Congratulations again Mr. Walker. Here's my card with my office and cell numbers. Don't forget to give me a ring when the man cave is finished. Please call me Tom. He says as his baby blue eyes look directly into mine. I feel a familiar tingle as we shake hands and I say with a quiver in my voice. Okay then Tom but don't take too long. I'm excited to see what you come up with. He says. Will do and you have a nice day. And you as well. I say as I watch him exit the office. My mind wanders to seeing Tom naked and I wonder what kind of cock he has. Judging by the bulge in his pants I bet it's a nice one. I have to rush to the ladies room and splash cold water on my face to bring myself back to reality. Back at my desk I'm immediately immersed in the bustle of the office and I forget about Tom. My boring life continues for the next several weeks when curiosity gets the better of me and I decide to give him a call. He picks up after a couple rings and I say, Hello Tom, it's Marion Crane from Bennett Realty. I was wondering how the man cave's coming along. He says, Hello Marion. It's great to hear from you but unfortunately I've run into some delays with the contractor. Nothing he can do about it though. There's some special equipment I wanted that's back ordered. I promise that I'll ring you as soon as it's finished. I'm hoping for next week. I'll hold you to that. I boldly say. Okay, Marion. 
Talk soon, he says and abruptly ends the call. I sit at my desk frustrated as I feel like Tom's not interested in me. Maybe he's not into women as I'm no slouch. Sure my tits could be bigger but usually men are attracted by my style blonde hair, thin figure, long legs and great ass. I think I look pretty great in the tight, knee-length skirts I love that highlight my slim waist and ankles. I suppose I may have to go the Tinder route if I don't hear from Tom soon because I could really use a good fucking. The week drags on and I'm doing my Saturday chores when my cell phone rings. My mood picks up when I see it's Tom. Hello Tom, it's so nice to hear from you. How's the project going? Hi Marion. The last contractor just left so I figured I'd give you a call and see if you were free on Monday after work. Not wanting to appear overly eager I say. Hang on while I grab my calendar. Knowing full well that I have no plans next week. I flip some papers around on my coffee table and say. Let's see now, Monday the 10th, Monday the 10th. Nope, I have my last client at 4 so I can swing out to your place at 5. Tom says. That's great Marion but you're not coming out until you let me take you for a nice meal as thanks for all your help with the house. Oh Tom that's totally not necessary. I just did my job and. He cut me off mid-sentence and says. I know it's your job Marion but I won't take no for an answer. Plus, ever since I moved I've been trying to find a beautiful woman to take out to dinner then I met Marion Crane who fit that bill perfectly. I feel heat rush to my face as I try to respond nonchalantly. Well now Mr. Wilson, it just so happens that flattery will get you everywhere so I look forward to seeing you on Monday. That's great Marion, I'll pick you up at the office at 5. Okay Tom, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. I say. I hang up the phone, do several fist bumps and yell. Yes, yes, yes. To no one in particular. Thinking of going out with Tom and what could potentially happen at his house gets me extremely horny so I shed my clothes as I make my way to my bedroom, grab my dildo, and shove it deep into my pussy as I fall onto my bed. I'm soaking wet from just talking to Tom again, and it's not long before I bring myself to a shuddering orgasm. When I recover I sit straight up and start thinking about all the things I need to do before Monday. I haven't been to the hairdresser in almost a month plus my fingers and toes are an absolute mess. I look at the clock and see it's 4.55 so I run naked to my living room, grab my phone and call my stylist. After the third ring I breath a sigh of relief as I hear. Hair, nails and tails, this is Mary. Can I help you? I say. Mary thank God I caught you. It's Marion Crane and I need to schedule an appointment for the works on Monday. Can I come by during my lunch hour? It's an emergency. She laughs and says. You're in luck Marion. I just had a cancellation so I can see you around 11.30. Now what's this emergency and what we'll be doing for you? This really cute guy just asked me out and everything's a mess. Hair, money, petty and I think there may be a family of small animals nesting down there if you get my drift. She says. I see so hair, manicure, pedicure and bikini wax. This guy must be pretty cute then, huh? He's cute as hell. He's new to the area and I helped sell him his house so he wants to take me out to dinner as a thank you. I couldn't very well show up looking like my mother. The wax may be overkill, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. I say. Too true. She says. Tell you what, since you seem pretty excited and have been such a loyal customer I'll throw in the wax for free. You just need to show up and endure the pain. You're a sweetheart Mary. I'll see you Monday at 11.30 sharp. We say our goodbyes and I realize I'm standing by my front window naked so I run to my bedroom and throw on a robe. I wasn't leaving anything to chance so I lay out my work clothes for Monday along with a slinky black dress and stilettos for dinner. If that outfit doesn't woo Mr. Tom Wilson then he surely has to be gay. I really need to relax so I draw a bath with bubbles, pour myself a glass of wine and sink into the tub. The rest of the weekend drags on and I have a couple more dates with my dildo to make it through but Monday finally arrives. I dress in my usual conservative work clothes, hang my dress in the car then head for the office. I ask Mr. Bennett if it's okay if I take a little extra time at lunch for an appointment, and he tells me to take whatever I need. At lunch I see Mary and she gives me the deluxe treatment, removing all the hair from my pussy and ass except for a cute little landing strip. She does my nails in a soft pink color and adds blonde highlights to my hair. Even with the discount her fee nearly takes my breath away but I give her my card adding a nice tip. As I start to leave she says, Good luck tonight Marion. You look stunning and I hope everything works out but remember to be careful. Thanks Mary. I can't believe what you did to me. I'll fill you in the next time I see you.
I make my way back to the office where Mr. Bennett does a double-take when he sees me. Wow, Marion, you look fantastic. Meeting someone special tonight? I say. As a matter of fact, Tom Wilson is taking me to dinner. I wanted to see what he did to his man cave to get some ideas for my brother, but he insisted on dinner first. Well, Tom Wilson will be lucky to have such a charming dinner guest, Marion. He says. I can't help but blush as I sit at my desk and think about meeting Tom. Things are incredibly slow that afternoon as the clock on the wall mocks me every time I look at it. Finally at 4.30 I grab my dress from the car and go to the ladies' room to freshen up and change. Mr. Bennett is at the copier when I return from the ladies' room and he does another double take. Holy moly Marion, you are indeed a sight for sore eyes. If I were twenty years younger. Just as I get to my desk the front door opens and Tom breezes into the office looking good enough to eat in his khaki pants, dress shirt, and suit coat. He shakes Mr. Bennett's hand and says, Good to see you again, Mr. Bennett. Then he freezes as he sees me. His face is flushed as he says, Marion, my goodness, you look incredible. Why, thank you, Tom. Are you ready to go? He stands there staring at me for a moment then finally says, Yes, of course. I booked us a table at an Italian place called Mastriano's. I hope that's okay. That just happens to be my favorite place in the city, Tom. I say. Mr. Bennett says, Nice choice, young man. You two have a nice time. I'm sorry, Mr. Bennett. Tom says. I should have asked earlier, but you're welcome to join us. I'm sure they could add a chair to the table. My back is to Tom as I give my boss a look that says, Don't you dare, and he says, That's very kind of you, Tom, but Mrs. Bennett has a roast waiting for me so you kids run along and have a good time. Tom turns for the door and I mouth a thank you to Mr. Bennett who winks back at me. We leave the office and make our way to a silver convertible, and I wonder again how much money he inherited as he holds the door open for me. As we drive, he says, Thanks again for accepting my invitation. Besides work, my life's been pretty mundane for the last month. I say, It's my pleasure, Tom. Men haven't exactly been lining up at my door recently. Men in this town must either be blind or idiots, but good for me that I have you all to myself tonight, he says. We arrive at the crowded restaurant, and I feel like everyone is staring at me as the host takes us to our table. I say, I think I may have overdone it with this dress. I feel like everyone's staring at me. That's because they are Marion. As for the dress, you look amazing, but if I'm being honest, I was hoping you'd be wearing one of those skirts you wear at the office he says with a smirk on his face. The waiter comes by for our drink orders and after confirming with me, Tom orders us a fine bottle of red wine. I say, wait a minute, did you just say you like me better in my work clothes? No, no, that's not what I meant at all, he stammers. It's just that those skirts help complete the Marion Crane motif. Tom, I have to admit I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't think I had a motif. Hold on, he says. You really don't know, do you? His blue eyes sparkle as a huge grin spreads across his face. I feel a blush rise to my face and say, I'm starting to feel a little self-conscious here, so please let me in on the joke, Tom. Just then the waiter comes back with our wine and pours each of us a glass. Tom takes his time swirling and sniffing the wine before finally taking a sip. You really do look fantastic, Marion. I like what you've done with your hair and that dress. Holy moly. Mr. Bennett said the same thing now quit stalling and tell me about this motif. He sets his glass down and says, Oh yes that. Have you ever heard of Janet Lee, Marion? I think for a while and say, Isn't she an actress or something? You're getting warmer, Tom says. Please don't tell me you've never seen the movie Psycho. If that's some kind of creepy horror film then no I can't watch those ever since my brother took me to see Halloween when I was a kid. It gave me nightmares for a week, Tom says. I'm so sorry, Marion. I had no idea. I'm such a clod, let's just drop it. Oh no you don't, Tom. I say playfully. You don't get off that easy, teasing me with a so-called motif that involves me without giving me the details. The waiter is back and takes our food orders then Tom leans over and says, Since you're sensitive to the idea I'll spare you the details but Janet Lee starred in the most famous Hitchcock film of all time called Psycho. When I first saw you at the office I immediately thought of Janet Lee because you resemble her a lot. In the movie she wore the same kind of knee-length dresses that you wear and that's why I made the comment about your work outfits earlier. I guess I always had a thing for her when I was a kid. I say, okay, so I resemble her but lots of women wear this kind of dress. I think there's something else you're not telling me. He takes a sip of wine and says, 
I'm glad you're sitting down because Janet Lee's character in Psycho was a woman named. He pauses as he waits for me to figure it out. I say, you're not trying to tell me that she played someone named Marion Crane, are you? Bingo, he says as he taps his nose with his finger. We both sit there and stare at each other then I start to giggle. Tom joins me and before long we're both laughing until tears come to our eyes. I say, oh God, you must think I'm a complete idiot. Perhaps, but you're the most beautiful idiot I've ever laid my eyes on, he says as he reaches across the table and takes my hand. I say, I have a rule where I never take my phone out at dinner, but I have to see this Janet person. Allow me, he says, reaching for his phone. After a few clicks, he gives me his phone and says, Marion Crane, I'd like you to meet Marion Crane. As I look at the picture of Janet Lee as Marion Crane, my hand instinctively comes to my mouth. We could be sisters and it looks like we shop at the same dress store. Oh hell no. I say which makes Tom start laughing all over again. I'm so pissed at my parents right now. Which almost makes Tom double over with laughter. I join him in a giggle and say. Ah to hell with it. Life's too short and she's one hot bitch. That breaks both of us up all over again. The waiter arrives with our food and says haughtily. I'm happy to see you having such a wonderful time at Mastriano's. Enjoy your food. The delicious smells in front of us bring us down to reality, and Tom tops off my wine as we settle into our meal. I'm pretty hungry but limit myself to small bites as I don't want Tom to think I'm a cow. Throughout dinner Tom asks thoughtful questions in an effort to get to know me without ever steering the conversation toward himself. Of course I want to know his background and am fascinated to hear about how he took care of his neighbor which resulted in an inheritance that paid for his undergrad. He's obviously very bright to be working as a chemist, and the more I learn about him the more I like him. I hope he feels the same way but worry about his infatuation with Janet Lee so I asked him. So Tom, you didn't just ask me out because you have a thing for Janet Lee, did you? He says with that cute smirk on his face. Now Janet, I mean Marion you can't be serious. I playfully toss my napkin at him and say, You're a huge tease Tom Wilson. Can't help it, he says. I love your laugh. We finish dinner and after taking care of the bill he says, Do you still want to see my man cave Marion? I'd understand if you're tired and want to go home. You're not getting rid of me that easily. I say, I'm dying to see what you've done with it. All right then, let's go, he says. The drive to his house takes about twenty minutes and we giggle most of the way there as we relive the Marion Crane motif. I have to admit feeling a renewed self-confidence as the actress was quite stunning. We arrive at his house and he pulls into the garage, once again running around to open my door. Thank you, Tom. I say, you've been a perfect gentleman tonight. For some reason that makes him blush as we go into the house. How about more wine? He says. I say, you're not trying to get me drunk so you can take advantage of me, are you? His face darkens for a moment, then he smiles and says, Well, now that you mention it. And he takes me in his arms and kisses me. My body melts into his as I run my fingers through his hair. In between kisses he asks, Do you still want to see my man cave? I say, That depends. Is there a bed? It just so happens there is. Then yes, take me to your lair. The grand tour is put on hold as we tear at each other's clothes the minute we reach the bottom step. I unbuckle his belt reaching into his underwear to find a very impressive cock. He pulls my dress over my head, kissing my face and neck and running his hands over my body as I stroke his cock. We stumble our way to the bed where I strip him of the rest of his clothes, freeing one of the nicest cocks I've ever seen. Oh my, I say, is that all for me? I don't see anyone else here at the moment, he says as he removes my bra and panties and we get into bed. We continue kissing and running our hands over our bodies, but I can't wait any longer to feel his cock in my pussy. I push him onto his back, straddle his lap and plunge his cock deep inside me. Oh fuck yes. I cry. That feels so good. I bounce up and down on his cock like a wild woman while he pinches my nipples. He grabs my hips to slow me down then shoves his cock deep into my pussy and grinds the base on my clit. Sparks appear in my eyes as I'm immediately overcome with a powerful orgasm. I cry out in pleasure. Oh fuck Tom, I'm coming already. M. I feel my entire body shudder as wave after wave of pleasure emanates from my pussy. Tom keeps his cock pressed against my clit during the entire orgasm until I collapse on his chest panting heavily. Oh my god! That felt so good. I can't believe I came so fast. He says. Oh I'm just getting started with you Marion. 
as he flips me onto my back and shoves his wonderful cock deep into my pussy. He starts fucking me with long deep strokes while kissing me passionately and looking into my eyes. You are the most beautiful woman I've ever laid my eyes on. God, you're gorgeous. He starts fucking me harder and sucking my tits and I say, I wanted you from the first moment I saw you, Tom. Now fuck me cause I've been waiting over a month for this. He smiles as he continues pounding his cock into my pussy then he alternates to slow strokes that end with him grinding his wonderful cock on my clit again. Each time he does that it's as if he knows when I'm going to come because he then pulls back out and changes his pace, keeping me on the verge of coming for what feels like an eternity. When he does it the next time I wrap my legs around his back and grab onto his ass with both hands and say, You're not getting away from me this time. And I grind my clit on his cock until my second orgasm shakes me to my core. Fuck I love your cock Tom. I cry. It makes my pussy feel so good. M. He waits patiently for me to recover before turning me over on my stomach. I get on my hands and knees and point my ass at him. He says, You have the prettiest pussy I've ever seen Marion and your ass. My God. Before pushing his cock deep into me from behind. Fuck it feels even bigger this way. I say as I press my ass against his stomach. I lose all self-control as I cry. Fuck my pussy hard, Tom. I need you to pound me with your big cock. His stamina is incredible as he pounds my pussy for what must be nearly an hour, bringing me to orgasm after wonderful orgasm, fucking me in every position I'd heard of and some I hadn't. Finally, when he's fucking me from behind again, he cries out. Fuck Marion, I'm going to come in your sweet pussy. Your hot ass makes me crazy. With one final thrust, he shoves his cock deep into me as I feel wave after wave of his come shoot from his cock. He slows his pace as his orgasm subsides before collapsing on the bed next to me. It takes several minutes to recover then I say. That was the most incredible sexual experience I've ever had in my entire life. Where on earth did you learn to fuck like that? He rolls over on his back with his arm across his forehead and says with that smirk I'm starting to love. A gentleman never kisses and tells but I'm happy I was able to satisfy you. Satisfy me? I'm wondering if I can walk after what you did to me. It was amazing. He gets up on one elbow, kisses me and says, You're the most amazing woman I've ever met Marion. Even better than Janet Lee. I playfully slap his arm and say, There you go again with the teasing which reminds me. I almost died when you invited Mr. Bennett to dinner tonight. You're lucky he picked up on the evil eye I gave him. I was just being polite Marion. Of course I hoped he'd decline and I'm sorry about teasing you. Sometimes I can't help myself. By the way, would you like your tour of the man cave now? I don't give a fuck about your man cave, Tom. I say as I look into his eyes. What about your brother? He asks. Oh, that. Actually, my brother lives in a studio apartment in the city. Don't be mad, but I made that part up so I could, you know. He says. Oh, I get it. So who's the big tease now? I might have to punish you for telling a lie. Yes, Tom, I've been very naughty, so you should really punish me. Okay, just let me think for a minute. He says. To my amazement he gets to his knees and I see that his cock has returned to its full hardness. I hereby proclaim that your punishment is to suck my cock until I come in your mouth. That's it. I say. Seems like I'm getting off pretty easy. Just wait. He says with his patented smirk. Little did I realize that I'd spend the next hour sucking his fat cock before he grabs my head and shoots a huge load of cum down my throat. After he says. I hope you learned a lesson Marion. I'm not sure, Tom. I might become a compulsive liar if that's what it takes to get a hold of your wonderful dick. I'm sure we can work something out, Marion. How about a glass of wine? I myself am a bit parched. I say, that sounds wonderful. As Tom goes up to get the wine, I walk around the basement to check out the improvements. The TV and audio are impressive, but aside from that, it truly is a space made for a man. It was then I noticed the circular hooks in various places. Just then he returns with a bottle and two glasses and says, So what do you think? I say, Don't take this the wrong way, but it's a place every man would love. He laughs as he hands me a glass of wine and I say, What's up with these little hooks? He says, No idea what those are for. They were here when I bought the place and haven't had time to remove them. Changing the subject, he says, So Marion, would you like to see your doppelganger? I'm sure I could find the movie if you're feeling brave. I have to admit that you've piqued my curiosity, but you have to promise to hold me close during the scary parts. I say, I'll hold you close even during the non-scary parts. 
With that he does a quick search and after a few minutes the movie starts. So it's in black and white? I ask. They were making color movies back then but black and white was Hitchcock's choice. He says. I say. You seem to know a lot about this movie. I'll admit it's one of my favorites so I've watched a bunch of documentaries. Janet Lee said she was never able to take a shower again after making it. Wait, why couldn't she take a shower? You'll see, dear Marion, you'll see. He says. I have to admit I'm drawn to the movie from the start. The whole thing is a little creepy and when Marion puts her skirt on in the bedroom I look at Tom and say, I'm beginning to see why you were attracted to my clothes. He smirks and says, I was attracted by who was wearing them. Simple as that. Uh Uh-huh. I say. Things get really creepy when she gets to the motel and that guy watches her through a hole in the wall. That guy's a total perv. Tom says, Yeah, you might want to get a little closer. Things are about to get real in a minute. I'm again struck by Janet Lee's beauty. To think Tom felt I resemble her is very flattering. She seems even prettier as she wets her hair in the shower but my reverie is shattered when the image appears behind the shower curtain. Oh no. I say and squeeze Tom's hand as the intruder pulls the curtain open, brandishes a huge knife and starts slashing. I leap on top of Tom and cry out as the graphic murder scene seems to continue forever before it ends with a close-up of her dead eye. As the camera slowly pans back I'm visibly shaking and say, Please Tom, no more. This is too much for me. He says, Of course Marion, I'm sorry, I should have known better. I bury my face in his chest and say, Please Tom, just hold me tight. He holds me, stroking my back and says, Don't worry Marion. I will never let anything bad happen to you. He strokes my face and kisses me which helps calm my nerves. I hope I didn't ruin our night. I say, My night was perfect, and I'm glad I got to see Janet Lee. Did she ever make any movies that weren't so awful? Of course, Marion, would you like me to find one? That's okay, Tom. I say, If I'm being completely honest, I'm feeling pretty worn out from our amazing time together. Can you just hold me until I fall asleep? He says, I was just going to suggest the same thing and don't worry about work tomorrow. I'll get you back to your place early enough so you can get ready then I'll get you to the office. I don't want to be a bother, Tom. What about your own work? My hours are flexible and I don't think there's anything you could ever do to bother me, Marion. After a long passionate kiss I say, Thanks for a wonderful evening, Tom. It was just about the best time I ever had. It was amazing for me too, Marion. He says as he kisses me goodnight. I press into the warmth of his body and am soon fast asleep. Chapter 06 My alarm wakes me from a deep sleep and I'm initially startled by the gaze of the woman beside me. As the flog clears I remember what happened yesterday and a smile comes to my face. Marion says, Did anyone ever tell you you're cute when you're sleeping? I turn my head to let out a yawn and stretch my arms saying, Only my mom. She says, You don't think that I'm going to believe that I'm the only woman you've ever slept with, do you? No, I've had plenty of girlfriends, but you're pretty much the first one I allowed in my inner circle, so to speak. Really? She says, I don't quite know how to respond to that. No response is needed, and it's way too early for deep discussion like this. Plus, I need to get you back so you're not late to work. I could always call off and spend the day fucking you. She says, As much as I would love that, I have a huge project at work so I can't play hooky today. She rubs my cock and says, How about a quickie to hold me over till next time then? I briefly think about the ramifications of a next time but since I now have a hard on I roll over and slip my cock into her pussy making her gasp with pleasure. I get her off three times before depositing a fresh load of cum in her pussy. Once I recover I say, Okay Miss Crane we need to move. Do you want to shower here or at your place? I'll shower at home so I have a nice present from you in my panties. Smiling, I say, You're crazy. Then we kiss and when Marion reaches for my cock I extricate myself and say, Time to go, Marion. We get dressed and I take her home to shower and get ready for work. She lives in the downstairs of a two-story flat which is quite nice. Plenty of room, great woodwork and neat as a pin which pleases me. She asks me to put on some coffee while she gets ready which I gladly do. I hear the shower start and resist the urge to join her and instead wander through her apartment appreciating the neatness of her space. When the coffee's ready I peek in the bathroom to ask how she takes her coffee then bring her a cup with a splash of cream. By then she's in her room applying makeup, wearing only a white slip and I say, That look might be a bit too much for the office, Marion. 
she laughs and says. Well, duh, haven't you ever seen a woman in her slip before? Just my mom. I say then go back to the living room to wait until she comes out dressed in a white blouse and skirt. No fair hitting me with the Marion Crane look when you know I have to work today. You look gorgeous. She sits on my lap, wraps her arms around my neck and says, I figured if this doesn't make you call off work then you must really have something important to do today. Unfortunately I really do. As a matter of fact we need to get a move on. When I pull up to Bennett Realty she kisses me and says, Thanks for a wonderful evening Tom. When will I see you again? I say, I loved every minute of it but my week is crazy. Probably won't be until the weekend but I'll call you after I check my schedule. Pouting she says, Okay but please call me tonight so I know I wasn't a one night toy for you. By definition that doesn't apply because we met several times before our date. I say, Please don't tease me with something like this Tom. I like you a lot. Sorry Mary and I like you a lot too. I say, I'll call you tonight for sure. That's more like it. She says then gives me a kiss and heads to the office. I admire the view of her slim waist and how her ass moves as she walks then shake my head and start back to my house. As I drive I think about my date with Marion. I'm surprised by how much I like her but wonder if it's real or early relationship infatuation. I don't recall feeling this way with any of the girls I dated in school but I also never had a night like last night. It was smart to put her off until the weekend to give myself time to think things through. After getting home I shower then head to my job and enjoy losing myself in my work. There were many opportunities to have some stop time fun and I still hadn't gotten around to playing with our unit secretary. Melanie Page is sexy as hell with brunette hair that falls halfway down her back, dark brown eyes, nice figure and amazing ass but when I reached for my watch I thought of Marion. She was so vulnerable last night it made me really think about the effect I have on the women I fuck during stop time. And what about Daphne? She has to be going through hell right now. I make up my mind to make some changes when I get home. The first thing I do is write a letter to Daphne, apologizing for what I'd done and promising to never bother her again. I stop time, drive to her apartment, and leave the letter in her mailbox then start time after I'm back home. I go to the toolbox in my garage, grab a hammer and place the watch on my workbench, covering it with a towel to keep parts from flying everywhere. I can feel a single line of perspiration slowly fall from my brow as I raise the hammer above my head. Images of women play through my mind as I stand there with the hammer in the air. That first time with Carol and how fast I shot my load when I rubbed my cock between her ass cheeks then went back to fuck her later that same day. The amazing night in the women's locker room with Susie Taylor. The five hours I spent in the grocery store, fucking so many women including the high school volleyball coach. The last time with poor Daphne who was the only woman to have a real-time experience with me. I wipe sweat from my brow and just as I resolve to smash the watch, my cell phone rings loudly, startling me from a nearly dreamlike state causing me to drop the hammer on the garage floor. I slump in the chair next to the workbench, pull out my cell and see Marion's name. I forgot all about calling her and consider letting the call go to voicemail but instead press the button to accept the call. I'm out of breath as I answer. H.H. Hello Marion. She says, Hi Tom. I thought maybe you forgot to call me but you don't sound so good. I look at the clock on the wall and see that it's almost nine o'clock. I say, Sorry about that. I'm dealing with a lot of things at work and literally just walked in the house. I didn't know if it was too late to call you then my cell rang. It's nice to hear your voice. It's nice to hear your voice too. I assume you haven't eaten so I could bring you over something including a nice dessert that I call Psycho. I say, As amazing as that sounds I'm going to have to decline. I have a bunch of data to go over before I hit the sack. I promise I'll call you tomorrow. Okay then I'll let you go but make sure you eat something. She says. Okay mom. I say. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Then hang up without waiting for a response. In reality I didn't have any problems at work today but it was good subterfuge as I needed to figure out a path forward before seeing Marion again. I consider the timing of Marion's call just as I was about to destroy my watch. Were the fates intervening to keep me from making a mistake I'd regret later? Marion is wonderful but what if she gets her fill of me and decides to move on at some point? Do I really want to settle down, get married, have kids and live a normal life? Then I think about Mr. Robinson and remember he left his most prized possession in my care. There are too many things to consider so I put the hammer away. Go down to the basement to look through my video library to hopefully find some answers. 
seeing the pictures and videos of all the amazing experiences I had over the last few years makes me realize I almost made a terrible mistake. It would have been unfair to myself and Mr. Robinson if I would have destroyed the watch. Even if Marion and I have a future I can still use the watch for things other than sex. Maybe I'd even let her in on the secret, but I'm getting ahead of myself again. All guilt washes away as I jack off to the pictures of the volleyball team and the video of Daphne and revel in the release of my orgasm. I grab a bite to eat then go to bed with a renewed resolve. For the rest of the week I go on a major rampage of stop time sex starting with Melanie Page at work the next day. I arrive, make a beeline to her desk, stop time then strip her naked and shove my cock in her pussy with her bent over her desk. After shooting my load on her ass I clean her up, dress her and sit her back down then head to my cubicle before starting time. I hear quiet moans as I fire up my computer to start my day. At lunch I head to Starbucks where I fuck the hot college girl who takes my order. The rest of the week is much the same. As soon as my cock is hard again, which varies from two or four hours between encounters, I stop time and play with the hottest woman in my vicinity. Bank tellers, Uber drivers, the woman who cleans the office, the hot Italian chick at Mastriano's who gave me my takeout. Big tits, small tits, big asses, tight asses. They were all available throughout the week, getting me off five to six times each day before culminating with another trip to the mall Friday after work. I leisurely stroll through the mall looking for my next target to bring home. I find her in the women's clothing section at Kohl's and observe her from a safe distance. I estimate her to be in her early thirties with shoulder-length blonde hair, good-sized tits and a voluptuous body that I need to have. I watch as she picks out several pieces of clothing and heads to the changing room. After a few minutes I stop time, walk to the changing room, pull back the curtain and take in the image of her in her bra. I fondle her tits and fleshy ass, decide she will be a perfect choice then leave the store and start time. I wait on a bench in the concourse until I see her leave then follow her to the parking lot. The fates are once again in my favor as her car is parked across from mine so I stop time, put her in the back seat and take her home. Once I have her in the basement I check her ID, log her information on my computer then look at the sexy Michelle Hayes waiting on my bed. This time I dispense with all pretense that I used with Daphne, strip her naked, restrain her arms then lick her pussy to prepare her for my cock. I don my mask then slide my hard cock deep in her pussy before starting time. I'm on top of her, slowly pushing my dick in and out of her pussy when she looks at me and screams. I ignore her screams and continue slowly fucking her before saying, Your pussy feels so good on my cock, Michelle. You were an excellent choice. She screams, How do you know my name and how did I get here? All in due time, Michelle, but for now I suggest you lay back and enjoy the fucking I'm about to give you. I say as I begin to pound her tight pussy. She tries kneeing me off of her which only increases my pleasure. Oh yes, baby, move that hot ass for me like that. You feel so good on my big cock. She tries to talk while I fuck her. Un, please stop. She says. I want to go home, woof. I don't understand, un. As I said before, all in due time after I enjoy your sexy body for the next few hours. Her cunt envelopes my cock as I enjoy fucking her at my own pace, not worrying about making her come. Of course I alternate between pounding her hard and fast with long slow strokes until I feel her climax as I grind my cock on her clit. She can't suppress a moan as I slowly move my cock in and out of her pussy I say. Every woman I take this way fights me but they always come just like you have Michelle. Now it's my turn. I pull out of her pussy and her eyes widen as I squeeze her tits together and slide my cock between them. Oh fuck your big tits feels so good on my cock Michelle. I had to have you ever since I felt you up in the changing room at Cole's. She says. But how is this possible? I ignore her question and continue fucking her tits as I feel my first orgasm start to build. You won't care about any of that when I'm done with you Michelle. I say as I stroke my cock and shoot cum on her face and tits before collapsing onto the bed next to her. She says. Please sir stop doing this and let me go. I won't tell anyone. After a brief pause I say, And what is it that you would tell Michelle? How would you fill the blank from the time you were at your car to the time my cock was pushing in and out of that sweet pussy? You'll be taken for a lunatic so I suggest you think of an excuse that will explain where you were while I have my way with you. I've also taken the time to log your address so your life could get very unpleasant if you don't do exactly as I say. Oh God, are you planning to come to my house and do this again? Don't flatter yourself, Michelle. I have the power to have any woman I want any time I want, and you just happen to be the one I picked tonight. You will likely never see me again if you do exactly as I say. 
She closed her eyes and cried softly as I ran my hands over her body. You really are quite lovely, Michelle. I said as I untied her left hand so I could reposition her on her stomach and told her to get on her hands and knees. She didn't comply immediately so I slapped her ass as hard as I could. When she continued to lay there I again slapped her ass and said, I really don't enjoy hurting you Michelle but you really need to do as I ask. After continuing to assault her ass cheeks she finally gets on her knees and says, Please stop. I don't say a word as I slide my cock between her ass cheeks until I'm fully hard then penetrate deep into her pussy grabbing a handful of her blonde hair, pulling her head back slightly which reflexively makes her push her ass back onto my cock. Michelle is another woman with a perfect ass, having just enough flesh that provides the ultimate amount of pleasure. I reach around and rub her clit as I continue pounding her pussy from behind and it's not long before she can't suppress her moans through her second orgasm. Just as she starts to come I pull out of her pussy then bury my cock deep into her ass with one hard thrust causing her to fall flat on the bed. It's not until she finishes coming that she cries at me. Please stop. That really hurts. Ugh. I say. I'll stop after I come in your ass Michelle which might take a while since I just came on your face. Having you lay flat like this feels really good though. She continues to lie prone as I slowly pull my cock out of her ass then slowly push back in, inch by agonizing inch. I press her cheeks together which provides even more pleasure as my cock slides between her ass cheeks on its way deep into her perfect ass. I continue enjoying the softness of her ass and tight asshole for another 30 minutes before I can't stand teasing myself anymore. I move my hands to the bed at her side and start pounding her ass with everything I have. Tears stream from her eyes as my orgasm slowly builds and after another 10 minutes of hard fucking I bury my cock all the way in her ass and lie flat on top of her to maximize my pleasure. I cry out at the top of my voice. Fuck Michelle, get ready for a huge load of cum in your ass. Oh it feels so fucking good. After the first shots of cum spray into her ass I resume pounding her until the last drop is expelled from my cock. I collapse on the bed next to her and breath heavily as I recover from the exertion of pounding her ass and the intense pleasure of my orgasm. Finally I'm able to say, That was one of the most amazing orgasms of my life and trust me when I say I've had thousands. I know you're frightened but I am grateful for having the honor of using your body for a while tonight. Let's get you cleaned up now and I'll take you back to your car. She whimpers as she walks painfully to the shower and I have her washed thoroughly before removing the last restraints so she can dress herself. I say, so tell me Michelle, have you figured out how you're going to explain the missing two hours of your life? After a few moments she says, no one will have missed me but if anyone asks I'll say I stopped for a bite to eat after shopping. Please just promise me you'll leave me alone. I take her hand, look into her eyes which causes her to lean away from me in fear. I say, while it's true I'm a sexual deviant engaged in these activities, I'm also a man of my word. I promise to leave you alone and I will not come to your apartment on Taylor Road or bother you in any way. Her eyes get wide as she realizes I know where she lives but she nods her head and says, Okay, I promise I won't say anything. Now please take me back. I follow her from behind as we go up the stairs admiring her ass once again then blindfold her before opening the door. I lead her to my car and after she lays down on the back seat I stop time and drive back to the mall, leaving her as I found her. As I pull away I start time and watch her painfully make her way into her car then quickly drive away. It's been an amazing week but it's time to check in with Marion. Now that I've resolved my internal conflict I feel no guilt or remorse as I pick up my cell and press her number. She picks up on the first ring and says, Well hi there stranger, I thought you'd forgotten about me. Is everything okay? Everything's fine gorgeous although I'm exhausted from a particularly taxing week. Thankfully I managed to resolve all conflicts and can't wait to see my best girl. I'm happy to hear that. She says, But you're going to have to wait until tomorrow. One of my college friends is in town and I promised to meet her for dinner. I certainly understand. I said. She says, what do you think about coming over to my place tomorrow afternoon? It sounds like you could use some pampering after a difficult week, and I'd like to make you something special. That sounds amazing, Marion. What time do you want me? I always want you, Tom, and I've thought about you all week long, but let's plan on around three tomorrow afternoon. I say, I'll be at your door promptly at three. It's been a while since I've had a home-cooked meal. Can I bring anything? A bottle or two of that red we had at Mastriano's would be delightful. She says, other than that just bring your handsome self and be ready to get your brains fucked out of your head. I'll have to wear a hat or something. I say, I'm rather fond of my brains. 
Oh yes, wear one of those hats like the guys in that movie wore and I'll wear my best Marion Crane outfit. I say, I know just the thing. Have a great night and I'll see you tomorrow. Okay Tom, I can't wait to see you. After hanging up I grab my watch and head out for supplies. There's no sense in paying for anything so I get the wine first then swing by the mall and lift a hat that looks exactly like the one Detective Arbogast wore in Psycho. I also pick out a matching suit, shirt and tie and after trying on a few different sizes I grab a new pair of shoes. With my shopping complete, I head back to my car, start time and head home to make a few final preparations for my date with Marion. Chapter 07 When I get home I look through a bag of old Halloween costumes I'd brought with me in case I was invited to a costume party by potential new friends. I found what I was looking for at the bottom a fake police ID that would complete my transformation. I wrote Detective Arbogast on a small piece of paper then taped it onto the ID, smiling at what I had planned for my date with Marion. I slept very well that night and didn't wake until after nine. I have a light breakfast then take it easy until it's time to get ready for my date. After a shower and a shave I apply some old spice, thinking that would be the kind of cologne a guy like Arbogast would wear, then dress in my sparkling new suit and tie. I put on the hat and look at myself in the full-length mirror in my bedroom. I'm quite a bit younger but look the part of a private detective. I grab the wine, get in my car and head to Marion's place, slipping my watch in my pocket almost as an afterthought. I walk up to Marion's door at exactly three o'clock and ring the doorbell. Marion answers wearing a light sweater that buttons to her neck and a white knee-length skirt. She looks amazing and I'm unable to say the line I thought of earlier so she says, Can I help you? All thoughts of acting out the Arbogast persona leave my mind as I step inside, remove my hat and take her in my arms. Her light perfume completes her perfectly as I give her a long passionate kiss. I say, I had this great idea to pretend I was here on official business but when I saw you I couldn't go through with it. You look perfect. I kiss her again and press my hard cock against her but she gently nudges me away and says, I want you so bad right now Tom but my dinner is ready so first things first. Follow me please. By the way, you look amazing too. That outfit must have set you back a few bucks. Nothing but the best for you, Marion. I say as I follow her to her small dining room. The table is set meticulously and I say, Something smells amazing. Thank you, Tom. I hope you like what I made. Did you forget the wine? I say, Oh shit. I was so preoccupied I left it in the car. Be right back. I hurry to my car. Retrieve the wine then go back to the dining room where I see a steaming platter of fried chicken with mashed potatoes and gravy. Wow. This looks amazing. She says. Wait till you taste it. It's my mom's recipe that was loved by everyone who had it. She handed me a bottle opener. I opened the wine and filled our glasses then pulled her chair out for her. Once seated she fills my plate and hers and after my first bite of the succulent chicken breast I put my fork down and say. Oh my god. Marion. Oh wow this is unbelievable. I take a bite of mashed potato and gravy, look up to her and say, Wow oh wow this is even better. Can you pass me the gravy? I douse the chicken and gravy and dive into the meal as if I hadn't eaten for a week. I'm so sick of restaurant and fast food. I think you just saved my life. She says, I'm so glad Tom. I was so worried you wouldn't like it. I don't like it I love it Marion. Her eyes glisten as she watches me enjoy the meal she carefully made just for me. She asks me about my challenges at work this week and I say, It's nothing terrible. It's just that the company has been around a long time and have ways of doing things that aren't very efficient. I've tried suggesting improvements, but they don't seem very interested. She says, Oh my gosh, I had the same problem at Bennett. Would you like to know how I handled it? Yes, please, of course, fill me in. I say, Well, when I was new, it was like no one wanted to listen to me even though I was very eager and full of ideas. They kept saying things like, you're new and need to learn our way, and so on. It was like they thought I was being pushy or maybe they were intimidated. So I decided to put my head down, do the job I was asked to do for a month then try again and guess what? It worked. The next time I made a suggestion they ran with it so I think it was that I needed to earn their trust. I'm pretty sure it would work for you too. I said, Wow, that never even crossed my mind. I'm totally going to give it a try. You never cease to amaze me, Marion. Not only are you beautiful but pretty sharp too. I'm impressed. Well, thank you, Tom, but I think most women would figure things like that out much faster than men. 
What makes you say that? I ask. Well, we usually have to tread carefully, especially when working primarily with men. I think it's an ego thing. I say, what would you say if I told you that most of the senior people in my office are women? I'd say the exact thing that happens to women is happening to you only in reverse. I say, I'm almost dumbfounded by this and would never have thought about any of it on my own. Thank you, Marion. Oh, it's my pleasure, Tom. Thanks for listening and being so open-minded. We finish our meal and I move to help her clear the table, but she says, Uh, you go relax in the living room. You're my guest and not allowed to help. If you're a good boy, I might give you a piece of my homemade cherry pie later. You and Marion, I can't wait to eat your sweet pie. I say with a smirk as I hug her from behind. Nice one, Tom. Now get. Go relax in the living room while I clean up this mess. I do as instructed and take a seat on the couch. My stomach is almost painfully full as I ate way too much. That along with the wine causes me to fall asleep with visions of my intelligent beautiful girlfriend in my head. I have a dream where I'm tied up in my basement and Daphne is there holding my watch. She says, I told you I'd find a way to make you pay. As she shows me the long kitchen knife in her hand. We need to get you hard first to ensure the surgery is a success. I try to scream but she used a blindfold to gag me. She starts stroking my cock and says, It's too bad because you have a really nice cock. She continues stroking me then painfully squeezes my balls causing me to wince in pain. Once I'm fully hard she takes my cock into her mouth with a knife resting on my thigh. She slowly moves it closer and closer to the base while continuing to suck my cock then sucks faster trying to make me come. Just as I feel my balls tighten and the first stream of cum enter her mouth I feel the knife prick the soft flesh of my cock. I scream through the gag as my eyes open to see Marion sucking my cum into her mouth. Relieved, I gently grab her head and shoot the rest of my load. She says, That must have been some dream you were having, Tom. You're soaked with sweat. I pause for a moment then say, Honestly, I don't remember anything other than waking up to a nice surprise. Who's Daphne? I pause again then say, Someone I'd rather not talk about right now. Okay, well I'm a good listener whenever you need to talk. She says, I worry that you might think less of me if I tell you. I say, I can't imagine that. She says, but like I said I'm here when you're ready. As for right now would you please help me out of my clothes detective? You said you needed to strip search me to make sure I wasn't hiding that money somewhere on my body. Shaking the cobwebs from my head I say, you're right Miss Crane. I'll need to start with your sweater. I unbutton the top three buttons then slowly slide her sweater over her head. I'll need you to remove your brazier now, Miss Crane. Why do I have to take my bra off, detective? So I can make sure nothing's hidden in it or beneath your breasts, Miss Crane. Now please remove your brazier. She reaches behind and unclasps her bra, then slowly pulls a strap down one shoulder, then the other freeing her perfect C-cup tits. I lift her left breast as if to inspect beneath it, then the right one. Her nipples harden as I say. Please stand up and turn around so I can remove your skirt. She covers her tits with her arm as she stands up giving me access to the zipper in the back. I slowly lower the zipper then push her skirt slowly to the floor caressing her legs with my hands. I say, I'm going to need to remove your panties as well Miss Crane. I slowly pull her panties down and Marion lets out a gasp as I run my hands down her legs again. Please lean forward Miss Crane. I take in the sight of her perfect apple-shaped ass as she leans over and I spread her ass cheeks apart. Then I'd put my hand between her legs and rub her clit before shoving two fingers into her wet pussy. She moans. MMMM detective, are you sure this is necessary? It is Miss Crane, as is this. I say as I shove a finger into her ass. That causes her to drop the character, and she says, Oh Tom, that may be too much for me. I've never done anything like this before. I say, I understand Marion. Then remove my finger and replace it with my tongue as I rub her clit. She moans. Oh God, that feels really good. So I swirl my tongue around her asshole as I feel her clit. And I've never felt anything like this before. Please don't stop. I piston my tongue in and out of her ass while continuing to rub her clit, and her juices drip into the palm of my hand. Now she's pressing her ass into my face and starting to buck. Since she just sucked me off, I'm not ready to fuck her so I continue licking her pussy and ass while rubbing her clit until her body tenses with impending climax. Fuck Tom, this is it. Oh, it feels so good. Keep doing it just like that with your tongue in my ass. Fuck, I'm gonna come. M. 
Her legs shake through her orgasm which causes her ass to jiggle in my face as I lick her until she's satiated. She sits down naked on the couch and realizes I'm still half-dressed. She motions me over and says, I trust that you didn't find anything incriminating detective but you've left me feeling pretty vulnerable. She stands and gives me a passionate kiss then removes my jacket, tie, slowly unbuttons my dress shirt and removes that as well. She pulls my undershirt over my head then runs her hands over my chest and says, You are really hot, Tom. Before removing my shoes, socks, and pants. We sit on the couch and she says, What you just did to me was amazing. Where do you come up with an idea like that? I say, Honestly, Marion, I was just winging it based on our little role play. I'm not sure what actually happens in a full body search. Well, you are just full of wonderful surprises. She says as she gives me another long passionate kiss. That combined with her hot naked body causes my cock to get hard. When she breaks the kiss, she says, Oh my, it looks like someone else needs some attention. So she straddles my lap, shoves my cock deep into her wet pussy and presses her tits into my face. Suck my tits while I fuck you, Tom. I suck on a nipple while pinching the other one and she says, Oh God, this feels so good. As she bounces on my cock. I say, Oh Marion, your pussy feels so good I think I could fuck you all day long. That's what I was hoping for when I invited you over. She pants as she moves her pussy up and down my raging cock. She shoves my cock deep into her pussy, pauses and says, What you did to my ass earlier felt so good. I'm wondering what it would feel like if you put your big cock in there. I say, I heard it can be painful at first, but I would be happy to try if that's what you want. She raises off of me and says, I want, then gets on her hands and knees on the couch. I get behind her and admire her perfect ass then rub some saliva on my cock, position it outside her ass and say, I'm going to take it very slow so you just tell me if you want me to stop. I move my cock back and forth until the head enters her ass and she says, Oh fuck, that really hurts. I quickly pull out and say, Okay, Marion, we don't need to do this. No, Tom, put it back in and this time go all the way. I repeat the procedure until the head of my cock is back in her ass then slowly push in the entire length. I ask if she's okay and she says, No, but keep going. I continue slowly pulling back then pushing back and pausing each time as she grunts and says, Fuck, this is killing me, but don't stop. I can feel as her ass starts to relax then slowly pick up my pace, pausing each time the full length of my cock is in her ass. Wow, when you're all the way in like this the sensation is amazing. She takes my hand and places it on her clit as I start fucking her harder. Oh yes Tom, just like that. It's starting to feel so good. I continue to pick up the pace until my cock is pounding in and out of her ass as she bucks against me. Fuck this feels so good. Don't stop. I say. Oh Marion, your ass feels so tight on my cock I don't know how long I can hold off. Please wait Tom, I'm getting close. She says. My balls start to tighten as I feel the onset of my orgasm and cry out. Fuck Marion, I can't. I'm gonna come in your ass right now. I pound her ass as cum spews from my cock and just before I finish she starts trembling through her own orgasm. Fuck Tom feeling your cum shoot in my ass is putting me over the edge. Push it in hard and rub my clit. M. I push my cock deep into her ass as she shudders through her orgasm and don't stop until my dick starts to go soft. I fall onto the couch next to her as I get my breath, and she cuddles into my arms. After resting for a moment, she says, No one has ever made me feel like you do, Tom, and I certainly never trusted anyone enough to let them do what you just did to me. I say, I'm so happy to hear you say that because I feel the same way. We cuddle for the next several minutes, then she gets up on an elbow and says, Shit, I almost forgot about my desert. Are you ready to try my cherry pie? I thought I already did, but I'll surely take seconds. I say with a smirk. Very funny, she says. I hope you'll want thirds and maybe fourths and fifths. Oh, I'm sure about that, Marion. Your cherry pie makes me crazy. She goes to the kitchen to get the pie, then we sit naked on the couch and enjoy another fabulous creation. My God, Marion, this is so good. I could get addicted to your cooking, she says. I'm glad because I was hoping to keep you around for a while. I really like you, Tom, and not just for sex. You're kind, funny handsome and I think my mom would adore you. I put my fork down and say, Are you trying to tell me something, Marion? Oh God, I feel so vulnerable right now. She says, But yes, I think I'm in love with you. You're all I think about and being away from you for days is agony. I want to be with you all the time and can't imagine being with anyone else. 
I put my finger to her lips and say, Marion, I've loved you from the moment I saw you. She puts her plate on the table as tears come to her eyes and says, You've just made me the happiest woman on earth, and gives me a long, passionate kiss. Then she gets up, takes my hand and says, I want you to take me to bed and make love to me, Tom. I get up and let her lead me to her bedroom where we spend the next couple of hours relaxing and enjoying each other's bodies. I take her in the missionary position and take my time before bringing her to orgasm several more times before coming in her pussy. Afterward, she draws a bubble bath so we can freshen up and relax before snacking on leftover chicken and another piece of cherry pie. While eating dessert I look at her with a smirk on my face and say, I just got a wicked idea about what to do with the rest of this pie, Marion. She leans over the table and says, Oh, do tell Tom. I'd rather show you. I say as I grab the pie and take her to her bedroom. After she's laying in bed I take a large piece of pie and dump the filling on her stomach then rub it over her tits and pussy. As I massage her clit she grabs another piece and empties it on my stomach and starts stoking my cock with the filling. We rub our bodies together, enjoying the sensation then she positions her pussy on my face and starts sucking my cock. I put more pie on her ass and rub it in as I lick her pussy and she sucks my cock. The delicious filling mixed with our own natural secretions is wonderful. Since we'd both gotten off multiple times it takes quite a while before either of us is able to come surprisingly. Marion gets me off first, and just as my cock begins to spew in her mouth I feel her pussy quiver through her own orgasm. When she recovers she lays next to me and says, What a mess. I don't think I'm going to be able to get the cherry stains out of these sheets. I say, You don't need to worry about those kinds of things any longer now that we have each other. In fact, I'll run out tomorrow morning and pick up something special while you tidy up. Please don't feel like you need to impress me with anything extravagant. I don't want you to overextend yourself. She says. Trust me, Marion, you don't need to worry about any of that, but I do kind of like this idea of overextending myself. Or maybe I should say extending myself over and over inside of you. You do come up with some good ideas, Tom. I'm ready for some overextending whenever you are. We spend the rest of the evening and into the morning enjoying the special kind of sexual release that comes with a new and exciting relationship before we finally pass out. I wake before Marion the next day and go to the bathroom to clean the remnants of cherry pie from my body. I leave her a note saying I'll be right back then head out to the furniture store and after finding the most expensive silk sheets I stop time and help myself. I had a couple sets of lesser quality for good measure then stop at a Starbucks to pick up coffee and an assortment of Danish then head back to Marion's. She answers the door in her robe and I say, Hello, princess, I come bearing gifts for the fairest maiden in the land. Thank you, Prince Charming, but this princess is not feeling very fair and is definitely in need of a shower. Come on in, I'll just be a few minutes. While I wait I go to the bedroom and see that she hasn't stripped the bed so I grab a garbage bag, toss out the old sheets then make the bed with the new ones. With that done I go to the kitchen, put the danish on a plate, and sip my coffee while waiting at the kitchen table. After showering, Marion enters the kitchen wearing a tight white t-shirt and shorts. I'm admiring her nipples as they poke through her shirt when she says, Sorry about the outfit, my robe has cherry juice all over it. I pull her into me, reveling in her fresh clean scent and tight young body. I think your outfit is sensational. Provides a nice few of my favorite bits. Have a seat, I got you some treats. Those look yummy, she says as she sits down and devours three Danish. Sorry, but those look so good, and I guess I really worked up an appetite. I say, No worries, Marion. I'm glad you like them. We sip our coffee and I say, So what do you usually do on Sundays in October? It's not very sexy, Tom. Are you sure you want to know? I say, I want to know everything about you. Well, it just so happens that I'm a huge football fan, so I usually throw something in the crock pot then lay on the couch and watch the games all day. I can't believe what I just heard but finally say. That is just about the sexiest thing I've ever heard. It does get a little lonely so I'd love it if my best guy stayed and watched the games with me. I say. I would be honored to stay but I need to run home first and get a change of clothes. It wouldn't be much fun to watch the game in my suit. Why don't you just wear your undies? Marion says. I won't mind. I say. I can do that as long as you don't try and take advantage of me. I was thinking of sucking your cock at halftime but I won't if you don't want me to. I say, I think I'll just stop talking now and go get a shower if you don't mind. Be my guest Tom, I might lay back down for a bit. My body could use a little more recovery time after yesterday. Meet me in the bedroom after your shower. 
I wink at her, give her a kiss then head to the bathroom to wash properly, smiling to myself as I think about Marion seeing the new sheets. After my shower I go to the bedroom and find her fast asleep. Not wanting to disturb her I go in the living room to watch TV. After an hour she calls out to me. Oh Tommy boy are you still here? I'm in the living room Marion. I say. Can you come here please? I go to the bedroom to find her snuggled under the covers and she says. I can't believe you went to the trouble of buying these sheets today. The only problem is I don't want to get out of bed so do you think you can move the TV in here? I say. I'll see what I can do. Her TV is only 40 inches so moving it isn't a problem but her bedroom isn't wired for cable and the existing ones won't reach. I go back to the bedroom and say. I can move the TV but your wires aren't long enough. She says oh darn and starts to get out of bed but I take her by the shoulders and say. You didn't let me finish. I have an app on my fire stick that gives me access to everything. I'll just run home and grab it. Be back in a half hour. I hate to make you do that. She says, we can just watch in the living room. It's really no bother, you just relax and I'll be right back. I kiss her then drive to my place where I change into my team's jersey and a pair of shorts. I brush my teeth and take my toothbrush with me just in case. I have a 12-pack of beer in the fridge so I throw that in a cooler with some ice then grab the fire stick and drive back to Marion's dot she's napping again so I quietly move the TV to the top of the dresser in her bedroom and log into the fire stick which works perfectly. I put the cooler by the bed then slide in next to her and turn to the NFL network. We spend a glorious Sunday together, drinking beer, watching football and fucking whenever the mood strikes us. I'm not sure if my favorite was the halftime blowjob or having Marion bounce up and down on my cock while watching one of those crazy last-minute comebacks. I think it's the latter because she encouraged me to keep watching the game while she fucked me. This continues through the four o'clock games but when the late game reaches halftime I decided it's time to go. Marion is nestled into my chest as I say. I think this would be a good time for me to go Marion. I have another big day tomorrow. She says. No I don't want you to leave me. Please stay and I'll make it worth your while. As tempting as that sounds I think you drained every drop of sex from me and I really need to get some rest before going back into the rat race. I understand. She says. But I'll miss you. And I'll miss you so I'll call tomorrow night and plan our next date. Okay, Tom, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I love you. And I love you, Marion. I kissed her, grabbed my things and made my way to my empty house. My relationship with Marion continued to blossom over the next few months and I knew I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. I struggled through the moral dilemma of the watch but decided to keep it as my secret. We have a long and happy life together with two great kids, successful careers in a warm, loving home. Our sex life was fantastic well into our fifties before things slowed down. I continued to occasionally use the watch throughout my life. I was sixty-four years old when I lost Marion. I grieved her loss for weeks before resuming my stop-time activities at the house. Every weekend I'd go shopping at the mall for a woman in her twenties, bring her home and repeat the process I used on Daphne and Michelle. As I got older I needed meds to help get my cock hard which worked really well but it took forever to have an orgasm. I'd fuck each woman for hours, usually ending up with them on top where they'd beg me to get off and take them back. I'd just tell them to be good and assured them that the longest I ever kept any one woman was four hours because that's how long it took for her to make me come. That usually made them increase their efforts until I'd deposited a meager load in their pussy, ass or mouth. This continued every week until I was 89 and had to move to an assisted living center. Sex was now in my past but I still enjoyed playing with the nurses and aides. Most of the time I'd just play with their big tits and asses but occasionally my cock would spring to life and I'd fuck them. That always took many hours of effort to produce a few meager spurts of cum. The last time I did this I actually fell asleep while fucking a hot aide with a big fat ass so I vowed to put the watch away, thinking that if I actually died during stop time the world would be perpetually frozen. I left my watch to my son in my will in a similar manner that Mr. Robinson left it to me. Of course I can't say how Thomas Jr. used it but that would be a story for another day. 